welcome to Argyle Chat, the Plymouth Argyle podcast brought to you by the Herald Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Argyle Chat. Joining me today to look back on another massive 1-0 win for Argyle, this time at Doncaster, are our podcast regulars Chris Errington, Baron Cross and Jack Ball. Hey guys. Afternoon. How are you? Chris, Baron, you guys have literally just got back from Doncaster. Um, as I say, a huge win for Argyle. And um, Chris, it's getting close now. Even you must be thinking they're, they're going up to League One. Well, as you know, Stu, I'm not one for counting the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm still not totally there, but, you know, 13 points clear of fourth place is, you know, a fantastic position to be in. And I think that a good thing about it as well is that with the title there now, realistically within Argyle's site, that gives them that extra motivation to keep the foot down, keep going, keep notching up the wins. And obviously if they get another couple more wins, that, that should be enough automatic promotion. But they and Doncaster now are in a position to have a real race for the title. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Baron, we've had loads of questions sent in off the back of the win. Um, a few referring to the game on Saturday, so we'll rattle through those first of all if we can. Bruce is saying, have the opposition defences worked Matty Kennedy out? He seems to be far less effective in, in recent weeks. I know he's uh, very much your favourite player right now. So. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> I don't think any defences will ever work out Matty Kennedy. I think he's a limitless footballer. Um, yeah, he didn't have his best game on, on yesterday. Chris and I were talking about it and I think that's probably the poorest he's been since he's been here. I mean, he set the bar very high. Um, he didn't do very much in defence or attack, to be honest. I think he, um, he left Oscar Threlko quite exposed at times and Throwco was getting skinned quite a bit by Matty Blair. So um, Kennedy wasn't great, but I, I wouldn't, on the basis of Sunday, say that defences have worked him out. I think the one time he did get on the ball, he actually came in onto his right foot. So I don't think he, they were actually particularly alert to stopping him from cutting in. I just think he had a generally bad game. Yeah, another one. Uh, Jay's asking, what's happened to Craig Tanner? A subject we touched on last week, Chris. Um... Yeah, I mean, lots of people are asking what's happened to Craig Tanner. I mean, he, he, he's been carrying a bit of a knock. Um, he's fallen down the pecking order. You know, Argyle have got strength in depth. He, he uh, played for the Southwest Peninsula League team against Bodmin on on Saturday, I believe. Um, Bodmin won three 0 which was a great result for them. Not so much for a, for quite a decent Argyle team. Um, Craig Tanner's had a couple of opportunities to start games. Perhaps hasn't made the most of the opportunities. Uh, we've talked about it on the podcast before. You know, um, where are you going to put him in the in the team or even on the bench now? I mean, you know, it's. It's a tough one. Craig Tanner's done great for Argyle. He's scored lots of goals. I still think he might well chip in with a goal or two before the end of the season if he gets an opportunity. But you look at the bench yesterday, you know, there was plenty of attacking options on the bench. Um, you know, he's found it a little bit difficult, like now as far Vitus, you know, that can't even get into the 18 at the moment. And Garita as well, another striker. So, yeah. you know, there was Derek Adams is in a, in a fortunate position to have a lot of options at a key stage of the season. Yeah, another interesting thing as well yesterday, we've seen the, the, the team with uh, Oscar Threlkel coming in at left-back Baron instead of uh, Gary Sawyer. And, and Toby's asking why, why that was the case. Uh, I, think, um, I think because Derek doesn't like to change a winning team, I would, I would, I would argue. Um, I think Gary Sawyer picked up that injury at uh, Mansfield Town, finished it, and then in the following game uh, was dropped, I think, as a result of the injury with a bit of precaution and Obviously, the, returning, the return to fitness of Gary Miller makes that an easier decision. So you push Oscar over, and I think um, as it was an unchanged 11 from Morecambe, I don't think um, Derek saw fit to change the side. I don't think it's because he necessarily thinks Threlkeld's a better left-back. You'd probably argue that um, the ideal scenario would be Threlkeld on the right and Sawyer on the left. But I just don't think he wanted to change anything unnecessarily. I think if he was in, interested in doing that, he would have brought in Taylor for Spencer, I think. Yeah, well, I was going to say that um, another question from Tom Rowley is asking what 
qualities you think Derek Adams sees in Spencer ahead of Taylor and Blissett. You think that's I think the same, same thing? Reason, yeah, I think Taylor, obviously, Taylor, similarly to, to Sawyer, got a knock at Mansfield, was dropped as a precaution, um, and he obviously hasn't seen. I think it possibly the worry would be that it would dishearten Spencer if you were to drop him for you know, not, not necessarily bad performances. I think. Um, most of us would agree that Taylor's possibly the number one choice um, on, on the balance of play, but I think because Spence has not done anything particularly badly, I think you give him the nod until results change. Yeah. I mean, t- the, the question there from, from Tom is what qualities do you think Derek Adams sees in Spencer? You know, he's played in a, a lot, of, lot of games this season. Derek Adams knows what he's going to get out of him. He knows he's going to lead the line. Is he going to score many goals? No. Um, he's played in a lot of winning teams for our goal this season. You know, he's got faith in him. And, you know, if a manager's got faith in you, that, that will carry you a long way. Yeah. Uh, Jack, one for you here. Um, Adam's asking, is the extra strength and depth the main reason for our goal's greatest success this season? This is something that we've spoken about so often on the podcast, isn't it? Yeah, we've spoken about it a lot. Um, our goal came in for quite a bit of criticism last January when the signings were, I think, Jordan Forster and Daniel Nardiello came in. And for one reason or another, they didn't play and Forster came in. Uh, this time around, I think they had did strength and well. They brought in like, the likes of Sarsovic, Kennedy... Um, Sokolik who I think are all now very important players and as Chris spoke about earlier on when you've got the likes of Bolvitis, Tanner and Garita who were you know, quite important players at the start of the season when Garita came in and out now playing in the reserves that goes to show the strength and it's, it's a quite a luxurious position to be in at this stage of the season where you're getting players back from injury you know, there's a number of teams that have players out but Argo have got a very strong team now and if Derek Adams did want to change things up he's got the ability there to do it and he can rest players if and so when he, when he wants to yeah Adam was also asking about Ryan Brunt Chris um, you're probably the best one to ask, answer this one yeah. any news on Ryan Brunt and do you think Argyle fans will ever see him wearing a green shirt again well sadly uh, it's looking more likely than not that we won't um, uh, we've touched on this briefly before I spoke to Derek Adams a couple of weeks ago he said that Ryan wasn't too far away from joining him with full training but, you know, we're getting towards the end of the season, seven games to go. Ryan, unfortunately, has been out for more than a year. I can't see how he's going to get up to match fitness in time. And as we've just touched upon there, you've got Spencer, Taylor, Garita, Blissett, Tanner. I can't see it happening, unfortunately. But, you know, um, you know hopefully he can get back to full fitness and then in the summer see what happens from, from, from there. Yeah, indeed. And of course, going up to League One as well, it's that extra step up in quality. The question is going to be asked whether he's going to be fit enough and good enough to play in League One, I guess. It's a, it's a long time to be now a professional football, isn't it? Mm. And, um, you know, it's a shame because he did so well for Argyle last season before his injury. I'm sure everyone listening will wish him all the best for, for whatever happens, uh, that future holds for him. Um, we said after the win against Ma- uh, Morecambe last week that the Green Army really sort of are starting to believe now. And I think that's even more enforced after the win up at Doncaster, certainly with a lot of the questions that are coming in. Um, three more games and Argyle would do it. So they're nine points away from definitely being promoted, Jack. It looks yeah. as though, I mean, if, if results keep going as they are, then Portsmouth away will be the game in which Argyle can win promotion. I mean, that would be a, a, a huge incentive for Derek and the players, wouldn't it? I, I said in the piece I did last week that how fantastic would it be for Argyle to win, to win promotion over Portsmouth. They've developed quite a rivalry over the last few seasons. It'll be in front of the Sky TV cameras as well, which will be fantastic for them and fantastic for any other fans that can't make it, because I'm sure the Green Army will sell out their allocation at Fratton Park. Um, but yeah, nine points is what Argyle need, but that's only if Stevenage win every game, which is probably unlikely as well. They've got some tough games coming up. Um, if it doesn't happen at Portsmouth, I'll be happy for it to happen at Newport at Home Park in front of the Argyle fans. But I think most people will just be wanting it to happen as soon as possible, really. Yeah, indeed. David Marks is asking... Uh, 
What do the fans need to do, Baron, to uh, get Argyle over the line, just as they were against Morecambe, I guess? Very good, very good points, too. Yeah, I think if you were to, if you were to sum it up, it would be repeat what they did at Morecambe. Keep the keep the players going, keep them motivated, get them over the line in each of these games. I think, like Chris says, now that the Argyle have got a scent of the title, I think they will really put the hammer down. You would hope, and hopefully there'll be no chance of any complacency slipping in. And you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll we'll address each and every game as it comes each week on the podcast. But um, Obviously, Accrington will be will be um, a pretty tough game on Saturday. Unfortunately for Argyle, they're in very very good form, so it'll be, it'll be a tasty game on Saturday. But I think the fans just need to try and recreate what they did against Morecambe. I think there could be a good crowd there on Saturday yeah, as well. We've we've so fun. much at stake in terms of that that rivalry of Doncaster now. I think and there's not many home games around. That's, that's a good point. I think because there's so think, few yeah. home games, people want to try and get as much as they can now this season. Yeah, uh, David's also asking: uh, Will the will the fans be allowed on the home park pitch to celebrate? Um, we're not going to sort of advocate mm. such I behaviour. I don't think fans are ever allowed on the pitch. To yeah, I think fans know they wouldn't be allowed. No, <laughs> mm. Exactly. To answer the question, indeed. So, a few similar questions here. Uh, Tommy C, after the great win at Doncaster yesterday, do you think Argyle are more likely to win the league than Doncaster, given their difficult running compared to ours? Ryan Johnson saying, with Doncaster's run of games, do you think Argyle have what it takes to clinch the title? And Richard O, who's uh, tuning in from Abuja in Nigeria, <laughs> has winning against Doncaster now turned the narrative from staying above the playoff pack to going for the title? If so, how much of a psychological difference will this make on the team going into the remaining matches? Chris, which I think that's a really good point he makes there. The, yes. the narrative has changed now. It's all about the league title, isn't it? Absolutely, and I think that's a good thing. Is a sort of touched upon earlier. I think that really gives Argyle that extra incentive I, I, who's going to win the league title you know you could toss a coin at the moment and it, you, you could, it's difficult to predict I thought you know Doncaster you could see yesterday why Doncaster have done so well this season they're a good side they've got good attacking players Argyle had to be at their most resilient away day best to, to dig in and hold them out um, you know if Doncaster play like that again in their remaining games they're probably going to win most of them I would think so the pressure then is on Argyle to, to match them and, and come up with an extra win and you know turn over turn around that three point deficit. So I think if you look at it, I, I think Doncaster would still be the favourites for the title slightly because they've got those extra three points. But um, but can Argyle do it? Well, they went up to the league leaders and won one nil yesterday. So why not? Yeah, Jack, you've had a close look at the uh, fixtures for both clubs now going into the run in. What can you tell us about Doncaster's run in? Well, the, the, the thing that Doncaster, Doncaster have is the goal difference. Their goal difference is plus 30, Argos is plus 19. Now, there's only three points separating the two teams, so it could very much come down to goal difference. Um, Doncaster would have to go on some pretty horrendous form to, to lose that goal difference, and Argos would have to win some games by quite a decent amount. So that will put Doncaster probably you know, as, as favourites. But they've got Grimsby next, and then they've got four of the teams that are chasing promotion. There are quite a, a number of teams just outside the playoffs. They've got a lot to play for. Um, they've got Mansfield, Colchester, Blackpool and Wickham, so, and then Exeter, actually. So that's uh, five very tough games. And I think a lot of Argyle fans wouldn't mind if Exeter won over Doncaster in the second to last game of the season and helped Argyle on the way to the title. But I, I, I've made a few predictions in the piece I've done, and I think Doncaster might finish one point above Argyle. Yeah, Barry, you're obviously close to the, uh, to the manager and the players up at Doncaster yesterday. Did you get a vibe from them now that they're really focusing on the league title? Yeah, I, 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 I made that point to Chris, actually. I mean, it feels like Chris and I have had several podcasts of our own in the car on the way up and down. We've discussed Argyle that much. Um, I think the interesting thing about Doncaster is it feels like that's what the game has been all season. I mean, whereas down here we're probably a little bit more focused on just getting in the top three and just getting up, 
it seems to be for Ferguson, at least within within their dressing room, it's always been about the title. Promotion's almost a given for them. I get that impression anyway. So I don't think I don't think their aims have changed. To be honest, I mean they they were very very confident in the, the post match press conference. Darren Ferguson was obviously smarting from from the loss, but he he was delighted. He said was the word he used with his players. And as Chris says, if they keep playing the way they are, then they're going to win more points than they lose in the running. So. They are very much still focused on the title, and if anything, they're going to use the fact that Argyle have done the double over them as an incentive to go win the league now and deprive Argyle, as it were. Yeah, that's pretty much what what um, Darren Ferguson said, wasn't it? Coming out afterwards, yeah, that it, 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 it did come across as quite personal. I think they are mm. smarting for that. The, the double's been done over them. We we know about um, Derek and Darren's history. They go back a very long way to young boys. Um, so I think naturally as human beings that is going to be in his thing last night he'd have been thinking about that and knowing that Derek will be delighted with what he's done to him so uh, I, I get the impression it is just as much about winning the title as it is about stopping Argyle and sort of for them daring to believe they could yeah. possibly overthrow Doncaster well, interesting actually we had another question sent in from uh, Jim Singh who's saying is it not a little insincere for Darren Ferguson to suggest that Argyle's win over them was lucky it seems like sour grapes to him as it suggests that Argyle have been lucky to win 12 times on the road so far this season. How many times has the opposition manager failed to acknowledge that Adams has outthought them tactically? Carry on, Derek, you're doing a grand job. Fair point, Chris? Well, I think Derek Adams has got a game plan away from home. He sticks at it. I mean, even when they went to Liverpool at Anfield, they, they pretty much did the same thing. Um, I, I said to Baron, I've said to a few people, you know, if Argyle are uh, near nil at half-time away from home, it's never a bad situation to be in. They are a better team when teams are coming on at them and they can catch teams on the break and they are good at set pieces now. And, um, you know, Sonny Bradley, seven goals, all of them from set pieces. Um, yes, if you look at the game as a neutral or as a Doncaster fan, you know, Doncaster had more of the possession. They had some good chances. But, you know, you're the away team. You go there with a game plan of how you're going to win a game of football. And you don't need to go on... When you're away from home, you don't need to entertain the fans. Your job is there to go and get the three points. You set yourself up as hard to break down. And when you've got people like Carey's delivery from set pieces and Sonny Bradley can, can score set pieces, headers and things like that, you're always going to have a chance of scoring a goal. So, you know, I, I, I can see why Darren Ferguson says, oh, Argyle were lucky and, and Black, you know, Doncaster could have won three or four nil because they could have done. But the game plan, as Derek Adams would have wanted it, that unfolded perfectly. I mean, it's not the first time we've heard it. You know, Steve Adams, uh, Steve oh, yeah. Evans, rather, a couple of weeks ago was talking about the, the, the where Argyle had up at Mansfield, where he said similar sort of things. Really. Mansfield was the same thing. Cambridge before that, the first ten or fifteen minutes at Cambridge was it was the Alamo, but Argyle dug in. And you know, if you repeatedly do that, and we can think of other examples, Stevenage, Crew, all these away games, you you don't fluke twelve away league wins in a season and have the best record in the in the football league. You just don't you just don't do that. So. It's the game plan, and it's working. So, you know, don't, uh, what's the saying? Don't try and fix it if it's not broken or yeah. something like that. But if you flip it around, there have been teams that have come to home, part like Barnet and Grimsby, that Argyle didn't play that badly against, but end up losing, to, you know, 3-0, 2-0. So it happens both ways. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's a one-way thing. No, there's many ways to skin a cat, isn't there? Many ways mm. in which to, uh, to win a game of football. Um, as I say, the Green Army's certainly getting very excited. Some of the questions, we've got some inch, some quite chirpy, uh, quirky ones here from... Uh, a couple of views, so I'll put these to the guys. Callum, promoted teams from League Two tend to have a good record the following season in League One. Do you reckon a playoff place or even back-to-back promotions <laughs> oh. is a, a achievable? Oh, Stuart, don't ask season? me this one. Do you, okay. do you want to go grab yourself a press and have a little break from these? Can I give that one a miss? <laughs> Can we just get get into League yeah, One first? But yeah, I think we should, a, just, no, just, if you're a fan, you know you, you are allowed to drink. Yeah. Of course you are. 
Of course you are. Um, playoff place or even back to great promotions. <laughs> uh, the teams that went up from League 2 last season, as I think we've touched on before yeah. in one of the podcasts, have all gone up and more than held their own. You know, if you're asking me now, if I'll finish 12th in League 1 next season, I think that would be a good, good yeah, outcome. Indeed. But, stay up next season. but Jack's the fan. Ask yeah, Jack. Come on in. Well, teams have done it before. Burton, Rotherham, Fleetwood. Teams have managed to go up into League One, and, and as Chris said, hold their own. Mm. I, I, it's, you actually, don't, you don't... it's actually really interesting. If you look at the top of League One, you've got the likes of Southend, Fleetwood, Rochdale, a lot of te- teams, and Northampton as well. I think they're riding quite yeah. high. A lot of teams that have gone up from League Two within two or three years are challenging at the top end of League it's 1 it's hard to say I mean, there's, there's a lot of players that you, you don't know who's going to be here yeah, you don't true. know who's not going to be here but one thing I will say is the fans after the last few years some of the times of the last few years deserve to enjoy it and they deserve to dream they deserve to speculate and just have a bit of fun because it yeah. will soon be taken away again indeed well, Spiller's asking which game home and away is most anticipated for next season in the first division <laughs> personally I'll go for Millwall or a reunion with AFC Wimbledon so Jack which one are oh, you looking forward to which is Bolton Chris is a stadium you've not been to isn't I, it I've, I've, been, going up so though, I've never been to Bolton so yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe I mean there's a there's a few teams coming down that'll be quite interesting Coventry well they'll be in League 2 next year won't yeah. they it was, it, I'm just looking forward to being out of League 2 we've been there for 6 years going to the well, Chris more than me going to the same old grounds um, I'm looking forward to competing in the higher league and it's nice to know you're one division away from the, the championship with the likes of Newcastle and Aston Villa it's, it's such a big difference I think between League 1 and League 2 in terms of teams you're facing yeah the, the quality of stadiums as well uh, Dominic Walker Nick Kent Lewis thought all asking questions about who you think is good enough for next season in, in League 1 in terms of the, uh, the squad so I don't think we'll go over that one again because we did actually address that subject last week so if you go onto the podcast homepage certainly on iTunes you'll be able to listen to last week's podcast where those questions are addressed um, moving on then guys some really st- interesting stuff here about Derek Adams um, Jack Frost when will Derek Adams admit that he's punching above his weight Argyle are an average team and a poor league well, do you he, think this guy's an Argyle fan <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't know about that I mean um, when will Derek Adams admit that correct me if I'm wrong he seems to say that most weeks I think he's, he said quite a lot that they're punching above their weight that they haven't got the biggest budget that they're doing well with what he's got no, I, I thought the same. Like he has said that, budget. Yeah. He does yeah. say that quite often. Because one of your managers recently has come out, have come out and said about the budget, and Chris, you asked him, didn't you, about mm. the budget, and he said he's not got one of the top budgets in the league. Yeah, I he, think said, he said the 10th highest yeah. last season in the league team. Um, well, it's interesting. I mean, Jack's mm. question says, when will Derek, mm. Derek Adams admit that he is punching above his weight? Mm. So, Don't know. Average team in a poor league? league? No, I'm not sure I'll buy that either, to be perfectly honest. I, I think there's some decent teams that play f- football. I, I think Doncaster certainly looked to me like... Um, a, a pretty decent team. Um, Portsmouth on their day, I think, are more than capable of being a, being a strong team at a higher level. And, and then you look at the, the race for the playoffs. Blackpool have come through with a tremendous surge. Mansfield are playing some, some, some um, getting some good results. Stevenage um, as well. Stevenage has been fantastic. Um, yeah, I, no, I, I mean, I've seen six, what, six seasons now I've been in League 2 and I wouldn't say it's, it's a poor league. It's the fourth division of English football, of course, but um, I, I think, think it's it, the standard of lo- lower league football has improved I, generally. Over I think the there's last some. I think there's some so. some good seat, good players at, at League Two level. I mean, you're looking at the likes of you know Marquis and Coppinger for for Doncaster. So you can go through most teams and pick out a couple of players. I mean, at the end of the day, there's so many foreign players playing in the Premier League and the Championship that surely, logically, there has yeah. to be a filter down of. Of, of decent players down to the, to the League 1 and League 2 and even, even going into the conference as well I guess mm. and also there are some big big gates in League 2 let's not yeah. forget and the, some of the gates beat League 1 so I, 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 don't, I don't agree that it's a poor league no Beryl do you think it's a, a poor league or 
Um, no, I don't think it's a poor league. I mean, it's the fourth division for a reason, and you can't. The opposition is the opposition. You know, you beat what's in front of you. So I don't know what you're comparing a poor league to. I mean, it's poorer than League One, and it's better than League. And it's better than the conference. Isn't it? Yeah. Other, other countries' fourth tier. It's, it's yeah. Oh, it's, so it's so probably arguably the best fourth tier yeah. in the world. Then, so if, if that's the the barometer, I mean, it's probably based on what we saw last season, or based on what I saw last season. I think last year's League Two was possible. I think Oxford and Northampton will probably beat most sides that are in this year's League Two. If, if if that's the comparison you wanna you wanna go for, yeah, it's all relative, isn't it? Well, exactly. Yeah, you, as Baron rightly said, you can only be what's been in front of you, mm. can't you? Uh, Beavis Robbins, fantastic result yesterday, and great backs to the wall performance. However, would you like to see Argyle become a team that plays on the front foot more and takes the game to the opposition? Uh, I appreciate that the aim is to get Argyle out of the division. So my question really is more about next season. Well, let, let's just address that point he makes about Argyle being a, a sort of backs to the wall type team, Chris. Mm. We've seen that a lot this season. Would you like to see Argyle be a little, little more expressive? Um, the, that's the game plan to get teams to come onto Argyle. It's it, if you look at Derek Adams's managerial career, look at the success he had at Ross County, and you look at the way that Argyle played yesterday. Now I could imagine Ross County lining up in exactly the same formation, doing exactly the same thing when they went to play Celtic at Parkhead or Rangers at Ibrox. Uh, his game plan got Ross County, a small Scottish club, from the Scottish third division effectively into the Scottish Premiership in fifth place. He's got um, Argyle into the playoffs last season into a playoff final, and they're now sitting second with a chance of winning the title with seven games to go. You know, the game plan is working. Now, would I like to see Argyle play more expansive open football? Well, we all, we all like to see goals and exciting attacking football, but at the end of the day, the game plan is working, why would you want to change it? Jack? Well, there's only one team above Argyle in the league, isn't there? So you can say what you want about how every team in League 2 plays, but the fact is Argyle have got the second most amount of points in the league, and I think... It's to, uh, uh, promotion is the main aim, as, as Beavis said in his, in, his, uh, in his question, and as long as Derek Adams gets us out, and let's be honest, there's been some fantastic games this year. I mean, Wickham jumps to mind. There's been so, There's been so many that... I've enjoyed and I think fans you, you, you've started to notice that fans are smiling more when they're going home so the football okay might not always be 4-5-0 but they're getting results in the second in the league and as long, if we're in league one next year I think it's job done yeah and over a, well, just short of uh, just shy of a thousand fans up at Doncaster mm. on, on Sunday Barons so uh, the fans are obviously turning out to watch the team play yeah I think I think as Chris says you know I would, li- I would like to see Argyle play more expansive mm. and play in the front foot but not at the expense of results mm. Indeed. It's, it's the old argument. Do you want to see him win one nil or draw three three? And you know, it's football is a result, results driven business. If you don't, any manager doesn't matter who it is. If they don't get results over five or six games, they're immediately under pressure. Fans, media are calling for their head. So if you're the manager and you've got a game plan that's working, I think you'd be very brave, foolhardy maybe to to go away from something that is working to something that's maybe more expansive but runs the risk of. But you know. And it's, it's, it's also a base, isn't it, in which to build on. You know, mm. next season, if Argyle do in promotion, then better players come in and things like that, and, and to and evolve the whole way that Argyle play. Absolutely. I always go back to Paul Sturrock's two thousand and one two team. They finished with one hundred two points that season. They didn't play particularly, uh, you know, expansive, attractive, attractive attacking football, but one hundred two points. You know, and also Derek Adams is 
broken a number of records this season, so uh, he's doing things that other managers haven't been able to do in the past. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Finally then, guys, looking ahead to the game on uh, Saturday. As I say, the excitement's really starting to build now for, for Argyle fans. And Jack, oh, you, you missed the last home game, of course. So, uh, what was last? Oh, you, I did, yeah. I was going to Glasgow. Yeah. yeah, you're probably itching to get back to home park, haven't you? Well, we, we did joke last week. I, I remember saying that, to be typical, I'll go to, go up to Doncaster, win, then come and lose at Accrington. But <laughs> I think, I, I'm quite sure there'll be a big turnout from the Green Army. And I think that, you know... If, if players do see what um, Darren Ferguson said, I think they'll want to get as many points as possible. And there's not many times where a player in their career will be seven games away mm. from potentially winning a league. So it's great things to have on their CV, whether they're staying at Argonne next year, whether they're going. It's great to have on their CV. And and I think that the more, you know every game that comes is going to be more momentum and it's going to be fantastic to watch. Yes, Make move in point as well. Last night, like Jack says, I mean, if you put Darren Ferguson's comments on the wall, I mean, that's going to put fire in your belly, isn't it? If 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 a man has come out and said he wants to deprive you of winning the title personally, then what what bigger incentive is there? I mean, as Jack says, I mean, these players, I mean, how often in their fifteen twenty year careers are they going to be in the situation they're in now, where they're three points off the top of a professional football division and? sort of on the way to some silverware but I mean it's, mm. it may not happen ever again to some of these players because you know, some of them are, they're never going to play Premier League football they're never going to win huge significant honours I mean this is a hard earned trophy that, that really will sit high in their careers when they look back it'll be a legacy for them to look back on so it's been a position they're in now I mean there's going to be very little complacency you would think mm. Chris Accrington good team good run of form I think 10 unbeaten Shane McCarson seems to be scoring lots yeah, of free, kick, free kicks so, you know good player John Coleman does a fantastic job at Accrington. Full respect for, for them. Um, but as I always say, you know, if Argyle go out there and play like they're capable and do their job, you know, they, they should come out and top. It was interesting because on March the 9th, I, I, he, John Coleman said that he would like Accrington to go unbeaten for the rest of the season, try and win every game. And they have been unbeaten since that day. So he's definitely, and they were 20th at the time and, mm. that, and, and they're building. So it'll be an interesting uh, battle on Saturday. I think he's done a good job after the, Disappointment of last season and then losing a few key yeah. players. You know, Accrington have actually done all right this year. Yeah, he, he's, given he's, the budget they've got as yeah. well. Yeah, no, he, he does a, does a brilliant job and yeah. uh, and they, they they normally play some pretty good football as well. Yeah, should be good if I underestimate them, yeah, they could. But they've got. Like I say, this was a good thing. Doncaster's the title is there for a target yeah. now, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't imagine there's going to be any uh, complacency creeping in. Can't wait. Should be good. Well, guys, uh, very much appreciate your efforts to uh, race back from Doncaster to be here for the podcast. Thank you, Stu. Jack, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) For walking across the corridor. Yeah, (laughs) indeed. And thank you to the listeners out there who have sent questions. Yeah, thanks for the questions. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, loads of them this week, so much appreciated. Uh, We'll be back again at the same time next week. That's it from us. Bye-bye. We are always happy to hear from you, and if you have any questions for our panel, please tweet them to our Twitter account, at HeraldPAFC, or visit our Facebook page, Plymouth Argyle The Herald. Thanks for listening.